0: Welcome, everybody, to The Business Podcast, where we pour out weekly business lessons from entrepreneurs and business owners from around the world. This week's episode is brought to you by me and my brand new Super Retreats for entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh, learn more at superjoepardo.com retreats. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and my guest today is making his dream come true by hustling one day at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are right now, I need you to give a big, warm welcome to our guest, Super Donald Kelly.
1: Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Man, Dude. they're going crazy. Man, your audience is awesome. Thank <laughs> well, you guys so much, all around the world.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Donald. Uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago I was on your show, and and um, it's a pleasure to have you on my show. And and I've known you since like 2014 like in december i believe um yeah, back then. i know they, so many things have, have happened and changed and moved and shakes since then so but for anyone who doesn't know anything about these sales evangelist why don't you give some background about yourself
1: well, my – so the sales evangelist, what – some people hear a term, and it was like, is this some kind of church thing going on? No, the sales evangelist, just like the term evangelist, they went out and evangelize, like evangelical. I'm evangelical about sales. I'm passionate about selling because I was a sucky sales professional, but then I learned how to sell, and then since then, I started to feel that. Everyone needs to learn who is in sales, who are going through struggles. There have to be more people like myself who are going through struggles. So I started evangelizing. This is how you can improve your sales skills. And I interview sales effect, uh, sales leaders from around the world, sales professionals, business owners who can give us their insights and spins and ideas on sales. And that's where our podcast grew from. And the natural byproduct from that, the brand and business came from it because folks started to ask, could I do some coaching for them or training? And now we train clients around the world. And many of them are small companies. to $10 million annual revenue, and they're trying to figure out a way to make sales work for their organization and to scale it, and that's what we do at TSE.
0: That is awesome. Now, why don't you give some background about before you got to TSE?
1: Well, I was working at a company. I'm sure many of you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're familiar with Podcast Movement. Um, You know, you have your conference as well on Podcast Movement, and my buddy, Jared Easley, he and one of his friends and a few others, Dan Frank started the um, podcast movement. But Jared and I used to work together in 2012. We started becoming uh, co-workers. And he came to me one day, saw me in the office. He's a project manager. I'm a sales guy. He's like, hey, we should do breakfast one day. And Jared's a good networker. So we started networking, started chat. We talked about some ideas that I was working on for uh, you know business. And we're like, dude, let's try to work on one of these ideas. And we're working on one of my uh, quote-unquote startup. Um, right before Vine went live, and uh, the whole idea was utilizing videos to tell more testimonials. It was too big. It was too heavy. Um, we didn't have any pro- programming skills. Jared went to this podcasting event. Uh, it was uh, whatever, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, NMX? Um, uh, yes, there you go. New yeah. Media Expo. That's right. And then he came back and was like, dude, this podcasting thing is lit. He didn't use that term back then, but it was awesome. It would have been cool then, if it <laughs> <laughs> would have been coined the person who coined it. But uh, he um, came back and started working with uh, the Star of the Doubts podcast. I went on and did a couple segments, and he was like, bro, you need to do this. You need to check out podcasting. And we tabled the ideas, uh, business ideas, and went off, and um, I started uh, – looking at this idea even more. So as I was doing well in sales and started to see the success, he was like, you can do a podcast about sales and sales evangelist was that the avenue for that. So that's a backstory. We're both project managers. I, I mean, he was a project manager. I was a sales guy. I got the clients, got them to do a demonstration. Jerry delivered a demo and we tag team through that process. Um, harmonious. That's why we connect so well. And um, as a backstory um, to twelve of that. And then he started Podcast Movement. Uh, remember, we used to go for walks around the lake <laughs> at work, and I remember the day he told me they were doing the Kickstarter, and now look where it's at. It's amazing, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, uh, Podcast Movement will be up here Uh, in, in uh, was it July, Uh, up here yeah. in Philadelphia. I'm looking forward to, to, to being there. I, I assume you'll be there? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, all right, Donald, let's talk about some of the first steps that you took. Sure. When you were like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to start this podcast thing. Have you, had you ever like talked on a mic before, been interviewed?
1: To that point, I had been interviewed before. I've spoken on mics but rarely, not like in a not in a professional sense, and I'm still I think, I mean, I'm I'm an amateur. I'm not gone to school for, you know, broadcasting, but I I would say I it was few and far between, very very few and far between um that I'd spoken on a mic. And it was, and, and that's where sometimes we find people who, you know, we, we tend to hold ourselves back. There's two types of people I would say, Joe, folks who, oh, I guess you could put them in three different categories of this, in this scenario. Folks who don't do something because they don't know how to do it. Folks who do it and don't care. They just want to do it. And folks who just stay stagnant. Um, and uh, I, I don't even think about trying to do anything. But I, I fall into the category of doing something, not even knowing what to do. And I think that's where we, most entrepreneurs, go at. You have to do go into the unknown, the this deep, dark abyss. And I had no clue how to do a radio program. Um, I watched Pat Flynn video tutorial on podcasting setup, um, went through a little bit of things there listened to podcasts and just kind of mimicked what I saw that was working and that was my core of my education in the podcasting space and I went to NMX N- N- New Media Expo the year after in 2014 um, and was able to gain some some better insights at that point but not much man it was early.
0: <laughs> so how did your family take it when you were like because uh, because that's at some point you stopped you stopped working where you and jared were at Mm -hmm. yeah and and do you do the 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 sales evangelist full-time
1: yeah now it's full-time so 2013 when this all started i went to um in december april 2013 When Sales Evangelist, my first blog post, I believe, went live. I think it was April or early spring, late winter, early spring. Florida, it's like, man, it's like summer all year round. It's hot and hotter. So we don't know anything. But it was around that January, February to April um, point, I did a blog post and I did a vlog. So I did a video talking, educating on a sales topic. I published that on like basic WordPress, a crappy theme. Um, That site has evolved. My goodness. And then I, um, I, I had a, it wasn't even thinking about a business side of it. In my whiteboarding, I whiteboard a lot, Joe, and my, um, one of the things I've done ever since college, I put when I was going to, after X amount of time, I was going to either go for, apply to Wharton School of Business, Harvard, or one of the top, you know, business programs, and then, or start a, a startup. Startup was a tech startup. So when Jared came, I was like, this is it. This is perfect. This is where the the life is going. Um, but almost to the date of that goal, TSE started to evolve and started to grow and gain some legs. And I remember when I published the first episode, which was later that year in 2013, um, I, I remember friends uh, asking me, can I do some coaching for them? And that was like the first time I made a dollar from it was more than a dollar. It was like $300 uh, from a, a coaching session or from doing that. And it was like $300 a month that I was doing. It. I was like, man, that was so cute now. Um, but I, I did that and I was like, holy moly, this stuff can work, but maybe it's just one off. And then I had another gig and then I had a, you know something over a thousand dollars. And um, it was just like, Things after things started coming, my wife and I, we were talking and I was like, maybe this could be that startup that I had written out on the whiteboard. And we're like, okay, let's see where it goes. Being in sales is great. So I started to, we paid off debt. We were in a good position. We had savings. Um, years went on. 2014 went by. Podcast is going pretty well. Picking up some business, started to speak and started to get some opportunities to be on stage. Did Toastmaster and started improving on my, my skills there as well and won a couple of competitions. 2015 rolls around. Um, we we're I was working on a pretty decent-sized deal, and my wife and I, we made the decision, okay, after this deal closes, then we would leave. The deal kept going from 2014 all the way to 2015, and it just kept going, dragging on and on. Our sales cycle was from 18 month, 12 months, to like 18 months. The deal was closing. I was going to get 10% of $150,000. We're like, this is great. Then, all of a sudden, the house always wins. So the company made a decision to – the CEO, not the company – change the game. And instead of getting a large lump sum, I was going to get only a piece every several years. They wanted to make it into a, sub, a subscription plan for all of our deals. doesn't make salespeople happy. And I saw the writings on the wall and things were happening within the organization. At that point, also by the end of that month, like in – um in early in in, I think it was April 2015 now I had ran, ran out of vacation days I had no vacation days left that quick in the year because I was doing different stuff and speaking um it was about June so anyway it was like we need to do something and I July 2015 I put in my I went to meet with my sales manager and then I went to meet with the CEO and told him that I would be resigning and Leaving, And we made the decision to jump ship. Been in a little boat since then. And now that boat has hub- upgraded. It's not fully a major yacht yet, but we're going forward. I've never looked back since. And that's the birth and growth of Sales Evangelist. So moonlighted since 2013 jumped 2015 now it's a full-fledged business brought on our first full-time employee um earlier this year about a month ago and uh, we have team members virtual assistants and stuff like that who are on a product Catch production team um and it's great so we have about five of us all together now
0: well that that is awesome and it, it, it's great to see the growth and the and the evo- uh evolution and then getting the push right the, yeah. the push to say okay you know it 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 wasn't such a bad thing, but now now it's like now it's not a good thing, and that's what I need that that tips the domino over and and I'm ready to go.
1: Can I tell you a little caveat with this whole thing of Joe? course of course that sales deal that I was working on for eighteen months eighteen about twelve months altogether um maybe a little bit longer, but anyways over a year this was going to give me like what like you know maybe we had some uh, some vendors we had to pay to so maybe I was going to leave with like a little bit over ten maybe um fifteen twelve thousand dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. The first deal that I had that I major speaking gig that I got after leaving um, the full time gig it was they asked me how much it was going to be and I said eighty five hundred. And they said, okay, no biggie. They they took that without even considering. I could have gotten $10,000, but it showed me for three hours of speaking. I had to travel, so there are some days, but three full hours of speaking altogether, and it was $8,500. And I saw that, and I tasted it, and I was like, this is a lot sweeter. It's something I love to do. something I can do and that was much better than waiting all that time for that opportunity.
0: Yeah, I mean uh to, to coin in there on the on the idea of like okay, yeah, you got to you got to sacrifice a few days versus like a year and a half. <laughs> so, I know, right? <laughs> Cuz I mean I was thinking like when you said $150,000, 10% of that, I'm like, well, it's 15,000. Like that I mean that's a pretty sweet bonus, but like when you start averaging that out over the course of a year and a half of time of, of of effort Mm -hmm. and everything, it's like, well, that's really not that great.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it was a long, it's a group. It's a, It was a brutal process. Uh, I mean, you get several deals like that, and because what what happens in the city and county and government and school districts, those they get money like twice a year. So you're farming for a lot of the year, and then you're rewarding, you know, towards the end. And that was one of the ones that were coming to fruition at that point. But it's it was just still a lot of farming um, with all of your accounts, hoping that everything pan out for you. Um, But this one definitely took a lot longer than most of them. But it just showed me. That they were in control and I wasn't, and I couldn't take that. I wanted to be in control.
0: No, I I absolutely understand that, and I'm sure most of the listeners can agree with that. Um, Now, how did your family take it when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm out.
1: My mom still doesn't know what I do. So if she's listening to this, maybe she will get the idea. The idea of a podcast was just like mind-blowing to her. My wife, she was, she was on board. She was supportive. Um, she's always been and still continues to be. So a big shout-out to Christina. But so, so she was there for it. And she – it was scary, right, because you're not getting a consistent like, salary from an organization. Every two weeks, money would go into the direct deposit with the company. But no more. That's gone. Um, but again, we put the proper parameters in place. We don't have any kids as of yet. And I think that's one of the things that helped us out. I mean, in the, in a the sense as well, we didn't have a an extra mouth to feed and, and so forth. And um, not that we're against family. We're a love family. We want to have our kids and so forth. But at timing, we were just both of us. We were just recently married. So it made sense for us. Um, but we planned together. And I think that was important. Sometimes we find people who are doing this on their own when you are in a relationship. You got to make sure your spouse, your partner is on board. Otherwise, it's going to be kiboshed, and, and you you have to have that.
0: No, the the support is super important. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I, I asked the question about how your family t- yeah. took it um, because of the fact that it's it's so imperative that you have somebody in your corner because uh, there's plenty of days when things aren't going right, and you're mm. just like, man, why, why am I doing this? Like, Especially when you come off that high of a win. Like, you had a mm-hmm. super win, like, oh, man, we got this, you know, I got the speaking gig, I'm going to make this much money, and and I'm going to get to go to this cool place, I'm going to get to meet these awesome people, hopefully something comes out of it, and then, like, a week goes by, and, and like, crickets. Nothing. Right, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, no, like, maybe it's
1: all going to fall apart loop? on me. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know. I stayed in the boat?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know what, the thing about especially in your situation though right with with having sale like having sales under your belt and being being so professional at it um it's not like you couldn't trip on a job tomorrow right like because there's always a demand for high quality sales professionals and and that's and that's one of the great things like okay so you know worst case scenario it's not like you couldn't find another company that wants to drive your boat for you
1: Exactly. And we have, uh, I get offers every so often, and sometimes they're pretty sexy deals, right? But there is this, it's not about the, I guess it's it's more than the money. Um, One of my teammates, when I brought him on and I was talking to him, he was like, so you're making that much? Why did you leave and uh, I t- explained to him like I would never win. The house will always win, and I, I'm about being a winner. And it was a goal of mine, and it was a purpose and a driven. I want to create something more than just like a, a, a an income. I want to create an organization that 's the best sales training organization in the world. I want to be able to help influence uh, you know decisions. I want to be able to create the biggest sales podcast network in the world um, as a in conjunction with that and with the services that we are doing, I mean seeing that evolution right now is amazing, and that is more rewarding than being sitting back in an office and, and getting some a base salary and commission, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. so why don't you sprinkle in some
1: some sales knowledge on us? Some of the best tips I give to sales professional all the time. One of the things here is they um, you know you who you're going after, Joe. Cannot express this enough. I cannot. I, so often I find entrepreneurs who feel that, especially when they're starting off, they're trying to create. And and I understand. I get it. You. I did shotgun approach at that point. I was trying to get whoever I can to see which avenue. I feel like when you're getting out of the turnpike, Um, I'm not sure if you guys – after you leave the toll plaza at the turnpike, they're like – it's like a – a uh, feeding frenzy to get down to two lanes. So everybody's trying to figure out which, where they're going to get to, how they can get around other people to find the lanes. And that's kind of like what it's like as an entrepreneur. You come out of these shoots and you don't know where you're going to go and you just you just have to do stuff. So I was shooting and trying to get to anyone and everyone and then I quickly realized who my avenue was, who my avatar and who the ideal customers were. So I then I tackled and went down that particular path. But once you figure that out, you stay on that path. So often I find that entrepreneurs are trying to take care of everyone and they go with this big, broad approach even after years of doing it. Well, I can help anyone. Yes, you can help everyone. Steve Jobs could create something for everyone, but he created something just for a select few of people. And that so means that they loved Apple product. The um, Same thing with Best Buy. And why do they have Circuit City and all these other stores? But Best Buy was for a certain group of people. You have to niche down. And when you can niche, you're going to become richer. And I feel that's one of the tip- biggest advice I get to sales professionals. Know who you're going after. And not just like say, yeah, I'm going after doctors. Understand what the the, what are the issues doctors are facing? Why are why are rheumatologists having difficulties right now? Are you reading some of the papers in the industry? Are you understanding some of their business tra- obstacles? Are you understanding how the healthcare law, which is all up in the air right now, can still affect them? Do you know any of that, or are you just saying, hey, rheumatologists buy our solution, or dentists buy our solution? You come to the table, you understand your industry, you understand your doctors, you understand your your uh, your ideal customer, how they make money, how they lose money, and give them advice. That's what. One of the first things that I'll tell you. The second thing that I would tell any sales professional is that paralysis is this idea by analysis to paralysis. Like they analyze and they question and they lie to themselves. I've done it, so I'm just speaking as if where I, I would try to do so much research or try to understand so much that it saw that it paralyzed me from actually taking action, and I use that fear. I mean, it became a fear and a crutch, which prevented me from building out my pipeline even more or finding more ideal customer. And that is not kosher. That's not cool. As a sales pro, your job is, yes, you need to do some research, but don't take that, that research into your productive sales time. And the second thing with that is that you need to increase volume as well. It's a little bit of a numbers game, but I want to make sure that's it's a numbers game in the right direction. Know your ideal customer, have laser focus, and then increase your volume, but don't necessarily spend all your time doing research. And the final thing is recognize that selling, you need to give to the customer what they want. The golden rule states that treat others the way that they, like, like the way you would like to be treated. The platinum rule is treat others the way that they would like to be treated. And understanding those customers, asking questions, and listening, you'll be amazed how that can close more deals more so than actually talking and pitching You ask, you listen, that would help guide the customer, and you'll be amazed how that much value you can build with that. But those three tips I would give to sales professionals um, or entrepreneurs listening.
0: Uh, you know, I never heard it uh, c- called the platinum rule before. I, I-, I like that. I mean, I-, I always say like to you know treat people the way you want to be treated until you understand how they want to be treated. They mm. go from there. But the-, the the they go from the gold to the platinum. I, I like that. That's that's good. Gold cool. platinum, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, thank you so much for all of that awesome knowledge. Uh, like just packaged real real nice like that, um, Donald what is your hobby outside of sales?
1: My hobby outside of sales, to be honest, is a foodie. Um, I, well, not, okay, 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 okay. I'm not too much of a big foodie, but I love barbecuing um, and I love eating and uh, we like staycations, my wife and I. So we live in Florida, so you find many different staycation opportunities here um, from Miami to Orlando to northeast Jacksonville area, um, Panhandle. So many cool spots um, throughout the state, central Florida. So that's some of the stuff that I like I like to do um, and I – I don't know. I just, I just like to chill. It's evolved over the years. It used to be a lot of flag football, but getting old on the knees. So every once in a while, my buddies and I probably like once a year now, but we, we don't do flag football as much. Um, and yeah, but I do a little bit of traveling, a little staycationing. That's probably what I like the most.
0: So, okay. So what's been your biggest roadblock in starting your own business?
1: Great question. The biggest roadblock is myself. Um, not even financial, um, not even, you know, access to equipment or anything like that. It's myself because here's what I came to realize whenever I want to do something, I could do it. But when it comes towards like my business going to the next level, I've had to have my mastermind. Like I sit down with my mastermind and they were, they've been able to help me get past some of those world blocks. I'll give you a simple one, Joe. I loved audio, right? But I felt that I'd look, I just look hideous on video. So I never did a lot of videos. My group, my mastermind and one of the communities I have forced me to say, you need to do a video this week and every single week from now on out. And I started doing my Facebook lives for, and that's been going for almost like, oh, well over six to seven, maybe eight months. I don't know. It's been going for a minute now. But my group encouraged me, they challenged me and they forced me to do that. And it, and I got out of my way and I got a chance to impact more people now what are some of the other roadblocks? I'm, there are many of them that I can probably realize. Um, and I, it comes back down to me, um, from not wanting to, or having some limiting belief and from, and right now, even scaling, hiring our first sales professional, it took me forever because I was thinking, Oh, I can't, I can't do that. Or we can't make that happen. But an opportunity came and I had to get out of my own way, um, and make it happen. And, um, I don't know. It's been great. So I, I, I don't want to, I, I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's just myself and learning to get past that. So I'm grateful for my coach and also for my mastermind who helped me.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, cause there's the, the, the want to be uh, in control of your own destiny. Right. And when you, yeah. when you feel like you have to start to trust other people, it, you can start to slip into that whole, like. Well then they're driving the boat not me yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's it's tough it's it's something that you you have to you have to learn to uh to to grow maybe grow some patience grow some uh expectations of people you know grow your expectations of of what you are able to accept enable wiggle room and then check yourself as well right like for um for being able to give constructive feedback in a way that doesn't make you sound like a jerk yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, those types of things are really really important when you're trying to 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 trust somebody else to to work with you. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, so I I think that's that's great though that you you've been able to identify that you 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 get in your own way and I think a lot of people do. I you know, I mean it's not the answer every to, every week with this with no. this question, but but there there's more, you know, there's probably a good like 20% of the the time that's uh that's the case. So Donald what was your childhood dream growing up did you did you did you envision yourself as a sales evangelist
1: not as a sales evangelist. I envision myself as an entrepreneur, but I also envision as a pilot. And that one hasn't come true yet. Not all I want to do commercial at all, um, but I would love to have my aviation license. I absolutely love flying. Um, so that's one of the things. And I, you know, I, I believe some people ask, what is, you know, do you believe in luck? And I would say if I break it if you understand luck as where opportunity meets a hard work, then I believe in luck. And that's what one of my managers taught me. And I came across this individual who is uh He's actually a pilot himself and we're gonna trade services where I'm gonna help him with his speaking <laughs> and he's gonna help me with uh, um with getting started working on my license. So that's pretty neat or right, getting started on it. And that's an opportunity came from a, a speaking gig. But the that's was that was my dream. Um and to, uh and to actually my dad has a business in Jamaica. He's an entrepreneur and it was to be a businessman, as I say in Jamaica. <laughs> be a businessman. And uh um and, and now seeing the sales evangelist evolve, it wasn't this particular business I envisioned, but it became that business, if that makes sense.
0: No, a- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so with all that said, what are your dreams of the future looking like?
1: The dream of the future is to have the biggest sales training organizations in the world dedicated to new and struggling sales professional. Beyond that is then to evolve it. And, um, and my goal would be to become even further into venture capitalists where I would invest in smaller companies and hopefully buy them out and flip them, develop them, and flip them, and uh, to grow that. So sales evangelist is a part of the umbrella, and I'll do that for a bit here um, until it can start running on its feet, its own feet, and then I will kind of take a back seat to it and keep the operation of uh, company going and do more of that VC um, investing in small companies and particularly also tech companies, service companies that we can help to develop and scale. Um, Some of the clients I've worked with, I've seen that only if they understood sales a little bit more or fix up their operation. And uh, it's not here yet, but that's one of the goals um, is to use those capabilities and this knowledge that I'm gaining um, towards that. And my wife won't let me, but it's uh, it's still on the radar, still on the whiteboard somewhere to eventually get involved in local um, government um, so maybe, maybe 30, for 30 years down the line, we'll see what happens. Maybe <laughs> we'll see if she'll let me to, to do that. Um, at that point, but we'll see.
0: Well, I would, I would think kids would probably come before that. <laughs>
1: oh, definitely kids. That's why we, that's why we said 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want them to be a part of that mess. So, but we, uh, a family is important for us. So. Yeah,
0: that is that is awesome, Super Donald. How can people connect with you online?
1: Best way to connect with me, you can find me at Donald C Kelly. Um, pretty much anywhere you can find me, Donald C Kelly on LinkedIn, Donald C Kelly Twitter, Donald C Kelly on Instagram. You can also find the Sales Evangelist on Facebook or Sales Evangelizers. So our Facebook group would love to have you join it. Um, and it can always just go search the sales evangelists and you'll find our podcast and our website. Any of those places will be fun to hang out.
0: Awesome. I will have all those in the show notes at super dot super Donald. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. I would absolutely love to have you on the show again in some time and maybe like a year or so Bring some new knowledge as well as give the ability to, to follow up on see how things are panning out for you. Do you see what well, it's
1: super, panning out there? See what it, yeah. Yeah, I love that panning, panning <laughs> out. <laughs> well, Super Joe, man, thank you so much. You're doing a, you're, what you're providing is crucial, um, for especially for entrepreneurs and folks like myself. So, thank you. I surely appreciate it, man.
0: You are very welcome. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up here?
1: I would say somebody out there is thinking about something or doing an idea. Stop thinking, start acting. Your ideas are great enough. Now let's act and start and we can always pivot.
0: Uh, You know, there was a great, do you, do you watch Casey Neistat at all? I do not. Uh, so he he's in New York, he's a filmmaker. Anyway, he he talked the other day about uh action versus intention and why he doesn't Ooh. share. Like he's building a brand new company, like a, it's is like second or third company. But anyway, he he he's like I you know, I do a daily video, but I'm not sharing as much as I would or would like to because a lot of that is intention versus action. Mm. He's like I want to show you action. So he's like boom, here's like 2 minutes of like we're doing this, we're doing this, we're this and then like one of them he showed the the action without giving the intention, Uh, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But anyway, uh, I I think that's, that's so, that's so important to, uh, to, to keep in mind, especially when you're thinking about telling people things like tell them about the action, not the, not the intention.
1: Love it, man. Love that.
0: Anyway, if you've enjoyed this episode of the business podcast, I almost said the, the sales evangelist (laughs) of the business podcast, Please, please, please share this episode, share this show with somebody that you know, love, or care about that could get something out of this um, as much as you may. Or if you've listened to this point, you probably have. And... Uh and if you want, you can leave a, a, a review on iTunes or or Stitcher or wherever, but like, just share it with somebody that, that you know that can get something out. That's really the important thing that I could ask for. And this episode has been brought to you by me and my brand new super retreats for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to learn about business growth and getting de-stressed and unfrustrated and un unoverwhelmed. You can get learn more about it at SuperjoePardo.com slash retreats. We'll actually be in your area, Super Donald, uh very soon in October in Orlando. That's the first one. Uh it's the first weekend in uh it's like the sixth to the ninth or sixth to the tenth, something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. and the other one will be in Palm Springs in February at a at a really awesome mansion. We're not going to a hotel. We're going to a mansion. it's, it's really private, intimate and the prices are actually really, really cheap. So uh, go to superjoepardo.com slash retreats. Super Donald, thanks again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to having you again.
1: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate
0: it. Have a great week, everyone.
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.